Here comes a close-up, mega, Mariana Rivera, the perfect picture, Michelangelo of the ghetto. I heard winters and murder summers, something amazing, I'm the gutter. Like bad kids and customers complaining, fuck our fathers and mothers that raised us. Niggas dying so young at times, I wonder, should we embrace death? Like a morph in the fire, these soft niggas lying, like they own from supplying, I was born a messiah. Whether you in a ghetto or dorm on the island, you can measure the storm, let this song be a reminder. I inspired these funny niggas like Richard Pryor. I'm a gifted writer with my presence, a prolific rhymer. Spitting fire like I'm in the wire. Men aspire to see me, but they can't. My wrist is blinded. Life's a bitch I'ma admire while I'm still inside her. From the womb to the tune, I represent the live. Dela Talk episode, I mean, season 12, episode. Uh, I've been told you you fell off the intros. <laughs> Nigga, that, that, that's no surprise. That's every oh, time I'm like, episode. 40 and it's like episode three or some shit like that that's just no 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 surprise here uh right, this is this is the episode i get this canceled <laughs> how if i'm the person editing it every time no but i've had enough um fresh off of thanksgiving yo what how long did it go did you finish your leftovers i don't eat leftovers oh i forgot my fault um so... <laughs> I, don't leftovers at I don't like leftovers man this man is sick but what's a food you Pizza. Some, okay, pizza. Some food just tastes better, like, the day after, like, Chinese food. Pizza? No, hell no. Chinese food tastes terrible the next day after. Nah. Um, unless you want to, unless with the with the steamed rice that they give you, you want to make a, a fried rice after, it's perfect for it because it's going to be stale. But as far as that, only thing that I think I got at the crib now is cookies. Oh, I forgot you made, like, 60 batches of cookies for some reason. We made, like, 24 of them. She said, no, because, like, the recipe called for 24, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just give, give them out. This motherfucker like, couldn't do the math to do, just just do half. I could have cut it everything. in half, but why Why only have 12 when literally one of my aunts took 13 of them shits? She took the baker's dozen? She's not even the baker? Yeah, like, that's, that's sick. I just, I just make a lot, because I know I, my family eats a lot. Um, AB Dash Yo, is that- coming off a fresh birthday as well. Oh yeah! Shout out twenty five vibes. Facts. Old Holy shit! Vibes. The other day, so um, all right. Let me tell you something a little personal right now. So, oh, yeah, to myself, right? Because it's only gonna be me listening to this. Facts. Um, so I track like my running, like on this app called Strava. So yeah. because yeah, so so uh, there's this shit called Local Legend, mm-hmm. where like let's for like for like more popular running areas. It like tracks them amongst all the other Strava users. Yeah, so it puts you like in a in a place. Yeah, it gives you like a leaderboard and a ranking. So there's, so there's like a parkway nearby. I'm pretty sure you're familiar. There's tons of runners and shit, right? Yeah. So the local legend right now is this dude named Peter Duncan Ferguson. Sorry to put your whole shit out there. So Peter <laughs> Duncan Ferguson has sixty six efforts in ninety days. I saw that shit and I was like, I could beat that. So sixty six efforts. What do you mean? He did that stretch of Parkway or that run, okay. that distance, sixty-six times in ninety days. Oh, I thought I thought I thought you he I thought you said he ran like sixty-six miles in ninety days. No, well I can do sixty-six miles in ninety days. No problem. Yeah, you can if you run a mile yeah. a day. Like you can do yeah, ninety miles easy. a day. Yeah, ninety miles a day is sick. I mean, not, not my ninety miles a day. Ninety <laughs> miles in ninety days. Yeah, but he has sixty-six efforts in ninety days, and I'm like, yo, I could beat that. So I'm on like. Day six, and if I do it today after the podcast, that'll be my seventh effort. So I'm smashing this fucking loser already. This, this nigga beef with somebody who don't even know about to run it. <laughs> no, for real. But nah, they look at that shit, you know? Because, oh, 100% um, people look at that. 
Because it's not private. Well, not like the local legend shit isn't private, but I have like my other like personal runs private. So motherfuckers be like giving you thumbs up and commenting and like giving you stars or whatever. Which I've never given another man a star. Like I don't care about your run. I haven't. I, I do not care. I guess. I guess it could be like a sense of motivation. Where like, oh, this nigga did this shit sixty times in ninety days. I could easily beat this nigga. Basically, that's what happened to me. It was like, yeah, yo, I'm gonna go fuck just, about you. Smash that shit. It's the same thing that Mike used to do. And when I heard of Mike, I mean Michael Jordan. Like he, like if anybody watched the Last Dance, saw that saw that episode where he he took that shit personally. Made, he no, made he, up stories. He made up a story of a guy say, telling him like, oh, "I'm gonna bust your ass." That never happened. And then he <laughs> came back and dropped sixty on this nigga. And this nigga was just like, "I never said that." Yo, if he was a loser, we would look at that differently. <laughs> if, if Mike was a loser? Yeah, if Mike was oh, a loser. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But I don't think niggas will have that mind state. Like, oh, I'm going to beat this nigga. Aren't niggas who are like, I'm not going to win. And then lose. That's sick. If you like have that mind state and then you just lose. Like, what's the I, point? I'll tell you one nigga who I'll never like to hang around. It's Michael Jordan, my nigga. Like as like personally like yeah like okay like yo like yeah, like say say like when we all go chill like yeah I'm inviting Mike to come through or whatever right I would not like to have Mike around at all because he's way too competitive about everything my nigga like nah I'm with you he'll it, probably be like you'll probably be watching something and be like yo see how many channels you can flip through in thirty seconds I'll not even that you. like damn much your dogs don't matter about my nigga what the fuck. I don't know. She just be seeing shit, and we're teaching her like not to bark so much, so she just growls like really grumpily. Yeah, but it, it's it's in the sense of like, okay, if anybody who who's ever gambled in whatever hood you're from, there's always a nigga who you bust their ass and you up like I don't know five k, and then they're like, nah, 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 stay, stay, and I'm like, nigga, we've been here for ten hours, and you didn't get your money back already. They, they say that Michael Jordan's the same way. Like, if you play Mike in cards. Like, I think that they were talking about it in the uh, USA documentary, too, where they did the, um, on 1992, when they all went to Barcelona and won, like, the chip or whatever, the yeah, dream the team. Yeah, the dream team. Yeah, they said that this nigga, him, Charles Barkley, and I forgot who the other person was, but they would be in the uh, in the hotel room to, like, 4 to 5 a.m. playing cards, because, like, Michael be losing. <laughs> He just had to win on top. Yo, yeah, you're right. Like, if someone was, if I was hanging with you, and I was like, oh, damn, it's just going to be me and you, and you're like, nah, Mike's coming over. I'd be like, yo, I got to go home. Like, that's one of those, that's one of those moments where they tell you, like, yo, don't meet, don't meet your heroes, because, like, you're going to be disappointed. I think I'd be disappointed with Mike, for sure. If you, if you ran into Michael Jordan in the elevator, you saying, hey? I feel like Mike would be the asshole and wouldn't even respond to you. Michael Jordan would be like, let's say you go into, like, the... He's getting off on a floor before you, and you're yeah. getting off on a way higher floor. He'll hit all the numbers. Fuck that nigga. I'll smack Mike, nigga. You crazy? I'll do that shit that they... I'll do, I'll, I'll do that little thing that they always do on uh, when they used to do like on videos where it's like, Michael Jordan, I'll grab his head like that. I'm like, yo, fuck you, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. But I, you never heard the chameleon story with Mike before? There's a chameleon story with Mike, and I oh, don't know about Oh, you never heard it. this? All right, so... Mike was popping. I mean, Camillionaire was popping at that time. I guess he got invited to like a Jordan event or some shit like that. It was some event that Mike that Mike invited them to, or like Michael's people invited them to, right? So they were all in a club or whatever. And Mike was in the VIP. All the niggas was in VIP, right? So he sees Camillionaire sees Mike taking pictures with people or whatever, right? So Camillionaire goes up to Mike and he was like, "Yo, can we get a picture?" And they said that Mike looked at this nigga. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even saying they said Camillionaire told this story. He said he looked. Mike looked at Camillionaire and said, "Ain't taking no pictures with them niggas." And they just kept walking. <laughs> Yo, that's, 
That's definitely you. You tell me you don't get men gifts. I don't. Well, no, that's, that's not in, that's not intentionally. I just I just Yo. don't I just don't happen to buy men gifts for like Christmas or something. How like did the millionaire tell that story and then laugh, or was he a little hurt still? I'm sure in the moment he was hurt because Michael Jordan was like super probably Superman and these niggas who was born in like the '80s and got to watch Mike and stuff like that. Um, but like for us, that shit would that shit would be no surprise to me because they've they've said that Michael Jordan's a fucking asshole. So why like I don't know him to, to, to know that shit, but from what I know, like he don't really be down and be taking no pictures with no dudes. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I just because of that, I would probably ask him for a pick just to get that note. Just to fuck with him. Yeah, but like, yo, Mike, let me take a pick, bro. There's a bunch of stories like that. Have you ever heard the story about him at the at the Michael Jordan camp with uh, Chris Paul and the kids? Isn't this a story where it's like, yo, if I miss this, I'll buy all the <laughs> yeah. kids sneakers he, and he sunk he like fifty one, of them. <laughs> if he misses one shot, he basically got to do around the world: a layup, a foul shot, uh, a shot from the key, a three point, and that's it. And he told. Chris Paul, yo, if you miss, if if I miss a shot, I'll get all these kids here. It was like a kid, a camp of like three hundred kids. Yeah, a fucking pair of sneakers, like a, some Jordans, right? He's like, all right. and you can hear the crowd on the video, like, oh, oh, like when, like when the ball's bouncing, when he popped that three, them kids is fucking sunk. Fine. I was crying. That's fucking hilarious. I was crying. Somebody, somebody dubbed that video not too long ago, and. It made it like a Nike ad, and when he made the when he made the last shot, it's like it, it did the Nike ad, and then it did the Nike logo, and then I was like, "Fuck them kids!" <laughs> nah, seriously, fuck them kids for real. I was mean, it Chris Paul's uh, basketball camp or Chris Paul signed a Jordan? Camp? He signed. Uh, he, he signed. A t- he signed a team Jordan. So Jordan, it was both of them conducting that camp. I guess he got Chris Paul to come over there as like a. I don't know, like a mentor or somebody to like come and talk or some shit like that. You you sending your kids to Lonzo Ball basketball camp? Fuck no, nigga. <laughs> I, I, I would only send my kids to like good players basketball camps, my nigga. Like Mike. <laughs> well, you said that. You said that like Lonzo Ball is not one of the greatest. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. He's okay. Uh, getting off of Mike, you want to get into which album you want to get into first? Pause. Uh. Let's do it in order. We got the Juicy J. All right, Juicy J the, album first. There's a bunch you heard of it. No, I did not hear it. There's a bunch of people uh, that came out. You're the only person that heard the Juicy J album. I've heard good things about the Juicy J album, not only from where we heard it from, but from other people that they enjoyed this album. Yeah, so here's here's the thing. I like the album. I would like it even more if I had like a 15-minute break between each song. Like, if I didn't have to hear each song back to back to back to back, I would appreciate it way more. I, I understand and, what you're saying. And it's just because Juicy J, he's a good song maker. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're all the same song <laughs> for, the, all, for a lot of it. He's always, yeah. he's always been. See, but that that's how how you how like you feel about that album is how I feel about a lot of these new niggas albums. They all sound like it sounds like one one track. It sounds like okay. It, it sounds like it, it's it, like I can put it in this in this fucking form where it's like okay, I a fucking. Burger from McDonald's, a burger from Burger King, a burger from Wendy's. Like, it's just all Facts. burgers, just different yeah. variations. No, but that ass on the Juicy J album, he does two songs over one one beat, like, and they're different. Over the same beat? Yeah, back to back. Oh, I got it. And it's not, it's not like, this album. and it's not like how, <laughs> it's not like, uh, like, they have different titles and, like, the song structures is different, but it's the same beat. Again, twice. This nigga really got off two beats at one time. <laughs> I yeah, mean, one and what's crazy is that uh, 
it's in between two Logic songs and uh. Oh, Logic's on there. On there. He, he's on here twice, and like uh, one of them is just like an interlude where it's just Logic, and yeah. that one wasn't that bad. It, um, he just lets him do his thing, some rap shit, which is kind of needed in like this album, because Juicy J can spit for sure. That's like undoubtable, but uh, I guess it just depends on like your type of flavor music, of yeah, what kind of music you like like rapping style i like, like the if way you like if you like any of these new niggas you like juicy j because these niggas all rap like juicy j yeah but like i said i needed a break between its song because i feel every every chorus and hook like the formula the recipe for every hook is the same and i got like when half the song is a hook um it gets a little tiring yeah but each song has like a different you know how like there's like five hundred ways to make dough, yeah. like there's five hundred yeah. doughs, like there's saba, yeah. yeah, and just like you know sometimes you put a little butter and then sometimes you do the layers and sometimes you don't use the egg white or whatever the fuck it is right to get the dough. That's a juicy J album because it's all fucking dough, but it's like minus one thing or adding something or using almond flour. This motherfucker be using almond flour. <laughs> The, the the funny the funny shit about that is we just randomly stumbled to a good a good subject because I mean a good topic because that's exactly how I feel about future and Uzi. Go go further. Like okay, so because I'm with I, you. When I when I first got into Uzi, it was like 2014. He had he had a, a a really different sound at that time where like it was like the beats were like very super trappy but like still Philly is where he's from. And, like, he, he had a lot of shit where, you know, like, he would just pop shit. Like, he would just... That, that was, like, heavy when, like, uh, Goyard was just now becoming a thing. He used to pop shit on, on like... If your belt is not Goyard. Yeah, then please don't come talking to me. Like, that type of shit. Like, and then the same thing with Future. Like, when Future came up early, he had a very, very Atlanta sound. And, like, he sounded different. Like, this this could also be the same thing that we always say about... Uh, Tra- well, that I say about Travis Scott. Where it's, like, you created the sound and then everybody... <laughs> Jesus... <laughs> where, I'm sorry. Whereas, like you, you created the sound, and now everybody sounds like you. So now you have to morph into your own sound. You got to keep creating to not sound the same as everybody else. And that's the same way I feel about Future and Uzi. Where it's like, there's records that I would like from you, and like if they come on in the club, I'll like, like I'll like one or two songs. But as far as you putting out an album, I don't want to hear the same shit over and over. Right. And I, I'm with you a thousand percent. And I think those are really two good examples because in terms of like content, Future yeah. and Uzi, respectively, don't diverge too much from the same thing. Yeah, you saying you're like lame. respectively, yeah. They they'll talk about the same shit every album. Maybe a few new other life experiences in their like new um yeah, slang. <laughs> yeah, and then like new slang will come up. But for the most part, it really is from the Juicy J tree, where it's like different. It's different dough. Yeah, a lot of niggas are from that Juicy J tree. Like we've talked about this shit before on here. I'm pretty sure, if not in person, where like Three Six Mafia and Juicy and J and them don't get the credit that they supposed to get. Like they are fucking. They probably get credit from like the older niggas, but like from the from, like the new niggas. Like these niggas don't really give a fuck about that. Like nigga, what you rapping about and what you like is just them. Yeah. It's an, I guess, like, it's about how far back you want to go into the tree. Because I'm pretty sure, like, uh, Future and Lil Uzi will, um, maybe not go that, maybe Future, because he's older, yeah, right? Like to be 40. able to acknowledge that, yeah. <laughs> like, he's up there. But maybe Uzi, uh, 
being from Philly, he definitely has like a more southern sound. He definitely has an, a more southern sound, but Uzi Uzi's into like more like the rock star shit shit. Yeah, for sure. He, I, so he just does the things like you told me they have a he's he he's he produces he gets produced by Marilyn Manson. I didn't know that. That's fucking awesome, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that at all until you told me about that shit. Like yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like he is more creative. Well, he gets produced like Marilyn Manson, like LeBron B. A. R. and albums. So. Okay, but yeah, yeah, he, to that he, extent, he's more exploratory with things than uh, Future would be. But that also would be because he's a lot younger than Future is as well. And plus, if something works, why fix it? Like why fix it? Like th- I think that's the motto of the music yeah. industry is where like back then, like like all, even all the DJs will tell you. Uh, now like oh like you don't get to break records they just want you to play the same shit over and over because that's what people want to listen to and I think that's the problem where it's just like oh like no, no, nobody that, it's not that nobody wants newness it's that these big companies are telling you oh they don't want newness because they just listen to the same record over and over yeah. but if when's the last time like a radio sh- show broke a record I'm not, I'm not even talking about the radio because the radio is kind of obsolete now like it, it's yeah. not needed for anything what, what playlist is breaking records now that that's the thing. It's just, new, play, it's just it. new playlists. Yeah. But the the way that the way that like a Spotify or like Apple Music or whatever one with the playlist is just like how much fucking hits can we get on this playlist? So let's put all the top records on one playlist and then, then just mix in like two or three records that some label paid for to get into the fucking yeah. playlist. That's pretty much from, what it is. From like a small order, basically, yeah. Or they're like, what what do we want? It, what do we want the people to listen to right now? That's the that's thing. Really that's it. that's always been that's always been the thing. Is they like I've always said that with TV and radio, it's just what they want you to watch because it's literally when they when they say back to reg- regularly scheduled programming. What the fuck do you think? Yo, programming I, I, I promise you that. Ooh, get that off, King. I promise you that if they put a one hour NPR episode onto Rap Caviar, motherfuckers would be like, Yo, y'all heard that new Howard Stern? One hundred percent. That's the thing. It's just it's just like. That motherfucker spit. Yeah, you can you can make niggas hot. Like that that's one thing that people don't ever acknowledge. Like you can make niggas hot. So when everybody talks about this industry plant shit, most of these niggas, quote unquote, could be industry plants. All of them are creative, but you getting a push from the major label. Yeah, and it's not me or you like saying some people shouldn't be popular, even though some people shouldn't be popular. That, okay, I'm just, I'm just not gonna say that. There's <laughs> industry plants legitimately that aren't talented at all. Those are the industry plants that I think is the definition of industry plant. But there's other people who people like to deem to be industry plants that are actually extremely talented. Like Iggy Azalea, for one. No, <laughs> I think that I think that goes to the other box. But yeah, the Juicy J. Back to the Juicy J. Album. Oh, um, besides from that, was that I don't remember, but it was, it wasn't that long. It was like 50 minutes, which yeah, I, it had a good run time. Yeah. It had a good run time. And yeah, um, that's how they do albums now where it's like, oh, it's like 60 minutes. It's like, it's, yeah. it, or it's like 40 minutes. It's like, oh, it's 20 records. And then it had like a, a feature packed hat front half. And then it was just juicy, more juicy pause around the second half. You said Logic was on there, right? Logic on there tr- twice. They got it's, NLE- it's 16 records, 47 minutes. Yeah, Logic's and on it. NLE um, Chopper, J Rock and Project. That J Rock and Project Pat song is really good. That sound like it's gonna be fire. Yeah. I, you know I fuck with J Rock heavy. Uh, is that Kid Conway, Conway? No, but that Conway record was not long enough, man. They gave Conway like a, I heard you a ten. Stupid on that record. Yeah, they gave him like a ten. Asap <laughs> Rocky on there. What's that? They that Asap Rocky sounds uh out record sounds like it's like a club record pull up. 
Yeah, it was a pretty good one, but uh, I mainly re- remember the hook for that one little as opposed B, to like Little B. I mean, not Little B, Little Baby and Two Chains. That song I actually don't really like that much. Um, I think all three of them try to rap like Two Chains on there. Okay, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. We can get to that conversation another day. There's a lot of niggas rap like Two Chains for real. No, but um, they went from like a more like um humorous boast rap. Like, I remember, like, on 2 Chainz album, he said, my backyard is so big, I had to buy 30 hammocks. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not even lying, though. He yeah, owns, like, a five-acre crib, nigga. Yeah, but imagine going to Costco and pulling up with 30 hammocks. That's just fucking I jokes. fuck with hammocks, nigga. Hammocks super underrated, nigga. I mean, if we're going with, like, um, backyard attire, I think hammocks and, like, motherfuckers don't really appreciate a good gazebo nowadays. Like, Dude, just an I- outside, like, shaded area with, like, some nice seating. Like... Fire. I haven't seen somebody with a, with a gazebo forever. I, the only time I, I just I just think about uh, hammocks is whenever we in DR or some shit like that. And that that oh, facts. That island breeze with the fucking hammock, nigga, that's sleep time right that's there. That shit is different. Don't even take naps, nigga. You know what I like about DR? You don't know you're on an island until you, you <laughs> until you think about it, until you leave. Like, that motherfucker did not be feeling like it's surrounded by water. Well, yes, nigga, because you can't see the water, nigga. Yeah, but sometimes you just forget. <laughs> like, think um, about it. You just be forgetting. Any day now. One tsunami is over. There goes your patelito. Yes, nigga. Uh, next, let's go to the album that we both listened to. The New Bad Bunny record. It's um, the ultimate tour of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, the oh, el último. So it's the last oh, tour the last of the world. Tour, the last tour of the it, world. It's a concept album about the world ending and then him doing like a last tour. Super dark. <laughs> Yeah, it it has definitely more like an emo-ish it album. It definitely is, 100%. Yeah, some of the tones on here, like, it's like, um, if you want to cry and shake your ass to it, then go for it. That's like, every Bad Bunny album, nigga. <laughs> um, but, th- part, but, but before, Bad Bunny used to have, like, separate tracks where it was like, yo, you could cry to this song, and then... Yeah. The- it's sandwiched by two shakes. Oh, you're saying that it's in the songs. same song. It's in the same oh. one. It's sort of like, um... How, like, you used to say that, like, Future be crying for help in his records. And, like, we're all just like, yeah, turn up. It's the I same. Mean, that's it's a, a lot of niggas. <laughs> same thing with Bad Bunny. But uh, it was brought to my attention that, who did you say earlier that I should have my Nas theory about this artist? Damn, nigga, you gotta let I've, me know this has been pre-production. No, nah, I forgot who, but, like, I now have that judgment towards Bad Bunny. I think he's steadily... On the decline? We, I... On the, I wouldn't say decline because, okay, I have to use the word decline because exactly that's exactly what I mean. Each album since like that first one with the black cover and the eyeball for yeah. siempre has mm-hmm. like gotten worse. Well, I'll say this: the the one that came out this summer, the Joago Camila whatever bullshit, that I one like was that. really I like good. That album. I like yeah. that album a lot. I think I think Bad Bunny's more comparable to Drake. Yeah, the J Balvin shit and this misses. The he does drop a lot of music, my nigga. I told you he's the Latino DMX. He dro- he drops a bunch of music. I I like this album. Um, I didn't get to listen to all this shit. I think I got to like track number seven. Um, you know he's about to have three platinum albums in one year. 
Dude, uh, did you know his last album was like 19 times platinum for him? That's ridiculous, <laughs> That's nigga. This nigga on yeah. fire, bro. No, I think he's like literally the biggest artist in the world right now. He has to be. Who else is going 19 times platinum? Yeah. Plus, like with all like the Spotify wrapped up shits that I've been seeing, like he's everyone. He's a lot of people's number one. My like, nigga, a lot of people that I wasn't expecting. Okay, look. Oh, okay. That we'll we'll say we'll save that topic for later on because I didn't put that on here. I forgot to put that on here. That's what I wanted to talk about in pre-production. Other thing that I missed was the end of the year wrap up thing. Yeah, yo, um, I hate my playlist. That I want to get to that because I, I think a lot of this shit is bullshit. I think they're putting the, they're putting shit in there. Hold on, uh, let me add this on here. Yeah, but this this album is actually pretty dope to me. That first that first uh, track reminds me a lot of the Nipsey and uh, Big Sean record. Like it sounds almost exactly the same beat. You think so? Yeah, it sounds the one from Big Sean's album. Yeah, it sounds like uh. exactly like it. Like, hold on, I'll play. It. Hold on. So this is the Bad Bunny record, and you'll see what I mean. Um, this is El Mundo Es Mio, the world is mine for the, the white listeners. Watch. Hold on. I'm trying to get to the part where it's this like was something. a good intro. This right here. Remember that. Like, listen listen to those chords and then watch me play the fucking... It sounds exactly like like the uh, Big Sean record except he slowed it down. Yeah, so that, that's anytime, mother, anytime someone says the word chords, we gotta listen. Yeah, but it, it sounds it sounds like it, almost exactly the same. So I was trying to figure out who produced this uh, that record for Bad Bunny. Because I think who produced this record was... Um, Hit boy on the, on the. Oh album. no, a hit boy bad bunny album on the rise. Hold on, look. Uh... It sounds it sounds like hit boy just put some eight oh eights over it and. The BPMs were faster, but the Bad Bunny one sounds like they just slowed the BPMs down to like maybe like 50, and 60. They, they probably took out a bunch of shit. And like uh, the Hippo, the Big Sean one has like an extra chord in between. I think the Bad Bunny one has like a little moment yeah, of silence. Yeah, they took that chord out, slowed it down. <laughs> if Hippo did this, if Hippo did that Bad Bunny record and just took a chord out and slowed it down, that shit, he got paid for two records, at the, two beats at one time. Shit, I'm with it. It's legendary shit. I'm not gonna salute Hippo for anything, but I. W- if anybody else on the planet did it, I'd give him props. <laughs> this nigga. Um, yeah, but uh, the rest of the records, what, what what record did you like the most on this shit? The last one. Play it right now. Hold on. That, nigga, you know I, I can't play that much shit because you know the... No, 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 no. It's, it's cool. Once, once, once you put it on... Hey. Hey. If you're sitting down, stand the fuck up. You know Bad Bunny's not on this? <laughs> I know, I can see it. He's just an outro. <laughs> this nigga. I was about to say, this, 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 Bad Bunny's Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. That's definitely not Puerto Rican music. No, it's not. That's like Mexican, but that's a fucking bob. <laughs> this nigga, I, I knew this nigga was going to put up some crazy shit. No, but that's just fire. Yeah, I didn't, I I didn't get to that. I got to record number seven. That first record of me is like, I like that intro a lot. I like when when niggas know how to in, uh, intro an album really well. Now it's like a really good intro Yo, album. there's this one um, song on there. I think it's called uh, Maldita Pobreza. Yeah. I, I looked at that record exactly as when you said it. Dog, that one's about as, 
It's basically saying, yo, I would have bought my bitch a Ferrari, but fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> like, word for word. That's everybody, that's, that's every Bad Bunny record, my nigga. <sighs> that shit, you know, I almost looked at my show and was like, shh, you would have got the Ferrari. I, I, I would ask, I would ask, would this album, is this... <laughs> This nigga got in trouble in the back right away. <laughs> you heard that? Yeah, I heard it. Nigga, the whole world heard that shit. Yikes. Um, but I would ask, what impact do you think this record's gonna have as far as the other ones? Because with, with Corona and everything like that, I feel like Bad Bunny's music is a lot more um, popular when you're you're able to be out. But Bad Bunny's just such a big artist, niggas just throw the party at their crib. No, I still think that the other album is going to have a lot more weight and impact. I think this is just... Um, I'm sure in his mind, he didn't say it this way, but this is just going to carry people over to like his next full... Like, I'm sure that's why they thought did that. Out project, yeah. When, when did they last drop the album? Just, that, yeah. that album dropped last April, right? So, yeah, it was like April, May, something like that. Yeah, it was like, like in that. the beginning of the corona, he dropped that album. So I'm sure that they're they're like anticipating. Like I told you last week, I, I'm I'm sure a lot of labels are just anticipating. Like, hey, when are the vaccines gonna be implored? And then let's drop this album out yeah. and we tour. Cause he's definitely gonna be at the top of the tour list. Cause he demands sure. that. So especially because I think this album is just like piggybacking off of the success of the other one because they reference the other one a lot and on the cover of this one the license plate is the title of the last album. Yeah. And uh so he, this like is I just said, some shit that they had in the in the fucking hard drive there was like, yo, put it out, Bad Bunny's the fucking biggest artist on the world and this is gonna get fucking ten times platinum again. Like Yeah, basically it was like that. It was like, yo, this if we put it out it's gonna go platinum and fucking Bad Bunny fans aren't going to care. It's, like, not the greatest fucking thing ever. They're just going to be happy to have Bad Bunny music because they know that they they like... They, they call him San Benito, bro. It's funny. Well, the, the thing is... Even though I think that's his real name. The conversation with the um, the Spanish music, like Dembo, all that shit, right? They're so accustomed to just a record being big. They don't really judge albums like they do in hip-hop. Yeah, like, they don't. It's just so, about if you got that one record and then it's a yeah, great album. So with Bad Bunny, what I've always noticed is that he puts way more time in the albums than these other people do because these other artists just put out records. He actually puts out albums. So I always respected him more like that because he, he has a good blend of how, knowing how to mix shit well. Like where it's like a, he'll have like hip-hop tones in there and then he'll have pop tones and then he has the Spanish tones and he just mixes it all yep. in one. He'll have like different sounds and I yeah. think he did that the best on his first album. Yeah, when he was on his like Blink-182 shit and on that album, 100%. I fucking he was, love that one. Yeah, he, he, he did a really good job with that. That's when I started actually respecting him as an artist because the reason why I don't really listen to a whole bunch of uh, Spanish artists or Hispanic artists is because I see them all as French Montana. Like you just dropping a fucking hit record and leaving. And then you just pop back up when you, we dropped another hit record. Yo, you saw the French Montana performance at the fucking uh, Mike Tyson fight? No, I didn't watch that fight. That shit was fucking nasty. It was horrible. <laughs> it was I one of the worst performances i ever seen in my I life. I didn't watch that fight at all. But it yeah. was actually maybe the worst performance I saw in my life until St. John came up on stage. You got my son St. John fucked up, nigga. Saint Bro, John's that nigga. look, man, I know it's virtual and I know that like no, there's no crowd, but holy shit, that was bad. <laughs> I mean, that whole fucking 
spectacle of what it was was just bad in general. That's you didn't, didn't you didn't watch it, it you said? I, I, I thought we were going to talk about I it. Well, I mean, we could talk about it. Uh, how dumb niggas were to bet on that, on that, uh, on that. Nate match. Robinson. No, on that match in general, because uh, if you look at the rules for the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones match, it's it's clear that there's only going to be one outcome, and it's going to be a draw if I can't knock you out, I can't knock you down, and I can't hit you with headshots. So that was a rule? No headshots? Yeah, and that was all the rules. So my point was, like, when they first came out the, with the rules is when I saw that shit, I'm like, okay, so I'm betting the draw. And then, and then my cousin called me, because like, I was, like, half asleep or whatever, fucking... Watching some bum ass show that I didn't choose to watch, but yeah. Uh, Yo, they didn't even talk about the rules like where they were. Oh, they talked like. about the rules uh, originally, really early on. But yeah, I woke up, my cousin was telling me like, "Yo, put like you know, I don't know, fucking a thousand dollars on Mike Tyson for me, or whatever, right? To put it in the book uh, to like bet it, right?" So I'm like, "Nigga, why would you bet that?" I was like, "In my, in my head, I forgot to bet, but like the the odds were a plus a thousand if you bet the draw. So if you would have bet a hundred bucks, you won a thousand dollars. I would just bet a thousand dollars, I won ten grand." What's, what's kind of wild is that as the fight went on, like towards round seven and eight, is that the odds for like um, the draw or the Roy Jones victory was like amazing. Yeah. Like you you could have made so much. You could have made so much bread. I, I just was half asleep. I forgot to bet. And like we can get into the actual fight of what it was with fucking Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Oh my God, Nate. You, fight of the century. Nate Robinson got his shit rocked. Motherfucker, like yo. You saw the stats for the fight? No, I didn't. So Jake Paul threw like twenty punches, right? Yeah. Eight, eight of them landed, and Nate Robinson got knocked down three times. So. <laughs> that's embarrassing, my nigga. Nah, that sucks. That's embarrassing. That you know what's crazy? Bro. Uh, is Nate Robinson's Instagram post afterwards was like <laughs> hilarious. What he posed, nigga? No, he was just basically saying some shit like, you know, it's all about the fans and the family. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with anything that just happened? That 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 is the talk of a nigga who knows that he got rocked in front of millions of people. Because I heard that paper you buy was like five million people or some shit like that. Was it? I just went over to my uncle's crib and he had that shit on because yeah. um his son, my little cousin, yeah. like um he, he used to watch the Jake Paul videos. So I, I guess that. <laughs> That name was like familiar in the house. I was like, "Oh, we should put that on because you." St-. And then he was adamant. He was like, "I don't watch his videos anymore." <laughs> the, the the funny the funny shit is about that is that there was a bunch of people that were having fight parties, and I got invited to like two fight parties. And I'm like, "Look, my nigga, one is a pandemic out here, so I ain't going to no fucking parties. Two, you think I'm gonna get my? You think I'm gonna risk Corona to watch a YouTuber fight? Get the fuck out of here, nigga! I ain't watching that bum shit." He's not that's just my, a YouTuber, bro. That, He's a, that, that was my oh. shit. What? No, because, uh, so, that whole fight started because Nate Robinson called him out on Twitter or whatever, right? <laughs> That's ridiculous. You got your ass rocked. And then after the fight, Jake Paul, like, did a list, like, the with the interview afterwards yeah. of um, all the people he would want to fight. Mm-hmm. So, this may only apply to people who know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know. Do you know who Austin McBroom is? Of the Ace family? Yeah, I know who that is, sadly. He he named him and was yeah. like, yo, I want to fight that guy. I want to see that. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I feel like a lot of people feel like you do. I think a lot of people will pay to watch Mike Tyson fight somebody else and then the undercard of Jake Paul again. 
I would do it for sure. And yeah, I think Mike Tyson think even said that. It was like, yo, we're going to do this again, and he's going to be on the card. Oh, no, they're 1,000% doing that again. Why would I not take $10 million plus half of the 30% of the pay-per-view? Yeah, I still want to see Mike Tyson fight. I like, want to see lots of, like... I, I'm I'm definitely one of those people that just like to remember people in their prime. Like, I don't want to see Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird in a fucking one-on-one match. <laughs> like, that shit well, is going to be sad when one of these old-ass niggas just turn the ACL out. Well, look, if we, like, if we do it the same way, where, yeah. like, um, there's rules to protect them, and I go in understanding that I'm not going to see fucking 91 Michael Jordan yeah. and, like, 88 Larry Bird or whatever, whatever he fucking was playing. At That's his right, peak. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go into understanding that I'm not gonna see the greatest spectacle ever. Then I don't really mind. Yeah, but I feel like it, that shit is hella sad. Bro. That shit is sad. It's, it's like it's like people that you grew up being like, oh, these niggas is like phenomenal ass niggas. And it's like, well, yeah. look here. Here's it's, where it's sad. Yeah, like, here's where it would be sad to me. Like if if Michael Jordan declared bankruptcy and like. His kids like disowned him, or has like it's like some super sad shit happens, and like he was playing one on one, forced to do it because like his livelihood depended on it. Like the court said, yo, you gotta beat Larry David, you gotta beat Larry Bird in a one on one, or you'll never, or you'll never see your kids again. And he was like, fuck. Yeah, the then that's sad. What what a fucking movie scenario that you chose, but it's it's basically the same thing. Like niggas who have money would not do that fight like they're doing that clearly only for a paycheck they're not doing that because they love boxing no i think mike tyson loves boxing <laughs> nigga you've never listened to mike tyson's podcast if you think that. no that's facts <laughs> yes like you should listen to that podcast and then you'll see why i look at that fight as like you know we're through a side eye but um but yeah, i also know mike tyson has a dude to fight with boners because he just be getting super hot in there but yeah, the 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 Bad Bunny album. Going back to that, it was, it was actually a pretty decent album. That, that <laughs> that's where we good. started. Yeah, that's where we started and got on this. That album was pretty good. Um, continuing on the fucking music talk, Jim Jones dropped a deluxe album from the last. From, is, yeah, you didn't listen to it. No, nah, this is all you came. I listened to the uh, to the record. Uh, this was a record that I had in like the top five last year of albums. I really enjoyed that last album that he dropped. Um, so he did a deluxe version. I think it's called uh, El Chapo the Deluxe. He does, like, 12 or 13 more records. I like the regular album a lot better, but I still enjoy these albums. Like, you can tell that this, that this album was made is it, of... Uh, is it extra. separate, or is it just added on to the it's end? Added or is it on. mixed in? Like, uh, after, after the 13 records, it just starts the other album, one through whatever, right? So, and I think that people who want to put out a majority of... Uh, records like this were like right in in total the album is 31 if you count the deluxe i think that dim jones has started a way that people are going to take where they're going to drop an album then drop the deluxe and then be another album so you can stream a lot more and it still counts on that album yeah it'll still count on the first i don't think he's starting that i think that's a thing already well, sure. he's he's the first person that i saw do that so i think a lot of people are going to start doing that a lot where it's just like okay i have a 16 record album and then let me put another 16 in like half a year so this album starts to stream a lot more it's kind of like a it's, it's, it's a really smart move where it's like not only are they going to listen to that album they're going to listen to the old the older album too so you still get both you get double the yeah. number of streams then this is jim jones own his music uh let me see who this came out through this came out through because Invi, that, if so he yes. does then it, it is viable 
Uh, then it is viable he does that like because you said he it came out last year and he's doing yeah. deluxe now yeah as opposed to like a lot of other artists that'll put deluxe out two days after the fucking regular album yeah because I think, I think they don't you, own their shit yeah i think if you do it this way it's a lot smarter where it's like okay let the album like sip like six if you're not a, a big artist like drake or bad bunny or like rihanna or b or hove or something like that it it would it, it would be better for you to wait until the album like com- like yeah. not completely dies down but you know like the trajectory already is on the downside Facts. so then you put this album out and then it just boosts the sales again. How how would we feel if um Rihanna put out an anti deluxe before her next album? How would we feel? I wouldn't really give a fuck. But how would her fans feel? That's yeah, be, that's that's really that what I meant. Nuts, nigga. That should be crazy. They'd be like, this is. I think they'll be happy to get new music, but they'll still be like, we need a new fucking album. Would they? Would they finally turn on her? W- would they ever turn on Rihanna? Hell no. These fans are all yeah, love. But going back to Jim Jones' album, I, I enjoyed this album. It, you can tell like there, these songs came from the se- the sessions of that uh, of that album of the El Chapo album. Uh, I like to hear Jim uh, Joel Santana back rapping. I fuck with that shit. He had Vado on there. That Santana. shit was hard. He had uh, Conway on that bitch. That shit was hard. The Davies record was dope. Uh, the Mano record was actually pretty good. I like the subject matter of what Jim Jones is talking about on his. It's a lot of uh, OG street nigga rap. Like that, yeah. that's, that's what I like to hear. That's, that's the role he took in. He shit. has to take that role. He's an OG. Whether you want it or not, nigga, you OG. You oh you. Wait, you, they, take you said Dave East. Dave East on there, yeah. He's rapping again. He quit acting. Davey Davey's from Harlem, nigga. Yeah, he gonna rap. Davey's actually drops a lot of music, but a lot of people don't pay attention to it. I won't say a lot of people, but it's not you know like I'll I'll know when Davey's drops music, but like not a majority of people will know when Davey's drops music. I think didn't he have a collab album with Styles P? Yeah, uh, they did two now. They actually had two They did two? Oh, shit. I, I think they have two now. You're talking about uh, damn, what's the name of that? That's Swervo, ain't it? I actually enjoyed that um. That album. Let me see. Swervo, ain't it? Swervo? What the fuck are you talking about, nigga? Oh, never mind. It's, um... What's this shit? I'm thinking of... <laughs> this nigga said Swervo. What the fuck is that, bro? <laughs> I'm thinking of something else. I'm Let pretty sure. Oh, uh, it's called Beloved. Hold on. I'm gonna type in Swervo on my Spotify search and see what comes up. Please let me know what the fuck Swervo is, nigga. Oh, it's a, it's a G Herbo and Southside project. Okay, okay, okay. Swervo. I'm like, what the fuck Holy is this? Holy shit. Um, oh, and, and uh, prayers to fucking G Herbo and Cass because them niggas about the, not about to, but like the feds are definitely dropping. I thought it was just Cass. I mean, Cass just, surre- Cass just surrendered himself to the yeah. feds a it's, few it's hours G, ago. It's G Herbo too. They have like some conspiracy cases on Cass and yeah. some fraud cases on G Herbo, some shit like that. But hey, keep your head up, nigga. So going back that to that, should, yeah, what that's just say? not looking. That's just not looking good. Well, if people are following the timeline of everything that's happening between rappers right now, I think that there's there's a plan involved right now with all this shit. Like, shit is connecting, and I don't know if a lot of people are connecting the dots. You know, you know what kind of pisses me off about that shit is that um. In the news where, like, Casanova, like, uh, gave himself up. Yeah. When, like, I kept seeing comments from, like, fucking Connor and Brady saying, damn, he didn't do the race. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, that's a lot of niggas. That's what that shit is now. Like, a lot of these niggas who never was in the streets or whatever, like, comment on that shit. That's never been a thing. Like, when your parents were coming up, like, they wasn't talking about what a street nigga should do. Because nah, they wasn't never. in that life, so what the fuck would you do that? And that, that goes all the way up to, like, until, like, the internet shit start popping off and these niggas just feel like, 
oh, like, you're not gangster if you don't do something like that. I'm like, nigga, you live in a suburb, so how you gonna tell me yeah. if I'm gangster if I do something or not? Like, I'm never gonna listen yeah. to you, Parker. Shut I don't, up. I don't ab- abide by your rule book of what the fucking movies have taught you what a gangster is or what a yeah. real nigga is, whatever. But I, I dare someone named Tanner to talk to me. That that's that's another subject for another time. Actually, that that's that's a really good point to for the Jim Jones album. Like he is giving a lot of the young niggas game on like okay like this how y'all niggas should be moving. Yeah, I shouldn't be doing this, that, that, whatever. He's he's more telling like from the El Chapo album too. Like uh, he's more telling the stories of how he fucked up and how he would write shit differently or whatever. Yeah, but you know they're gonna tell him to eat a dick, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, go ahead. If, if, if niggas know who Jim Jones is, he's known for smacking koofies off a nigga. Like, so, y'all can keep going for that shit. But, um, oh, this was the, the another, another music point that I had uh, on here that I forgot. This is what I was thinking about, what Joe and them were talking about that I wanted to talk about. The Young Thug uh, three-stack shit. I don't, I don't like this at all because, do you heard the full clip? Like, where the context of the shit was about? Nah, give me the context. Well, in the whole clip, uh, it it doesn't really, like... Alright, so what Young Thug says is that he couldn't, like, sing or, like, rap you to Andre songs. Yeah. As long as, like, he wasn't really looking into him mm-hmm. and shit like that. And then the internet immediately interneted and then put a shirt... I put a picture of Young Thug wearing a jacket that says... Um, he wants to be I like my doing Andre, yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's funny. Doesn't prove anything, but it's funny. Yeah. I just, even, I still just, just still don't believe Young Thug. Because even if we took out hits, like fucking Miss Jackson and shit like that, I didn't, I didn't hear the, jo- the, the button conversation, so I'm not like. I, um, I didn't, uh, oh, I, I listened to it, but I'm, I'm mostly just like, uh, listen to what they had to say about it. They, were, they didn't really know anything about it because they're from New York, so. Yeah, like. I find it really hard to believe that someone from who sound someone who's like sounds like whose music sounds like you're inspired by an artist yeah. from the same city not be able to acknowledge that artist. I and mean, then uh, that's the I think later on in the fucking um the interview that Young Thug was in, he like bigs up Elton John. Yeah. yeah. And then says Elton John kisses my ass. You have to kiss Andre's ass and I don't yeah. want to do that so I think that's the real heart of the fucking that, thing is th- that. that that is that is the point that I was going to get to that is the real heart of it and two I can uh, like, uh, play the devil's advocate here like I can definitely see a, 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 a way that Andre 3000 not, I mean not um, not Andre 3000 but Young Thug I can definitely see a way that like you know he doesn't listen to Outkast or whatever because I'm there's plenty of people that like blew up from Florida that I don't really listen to at all right and but, but you can't I, say but, that like, somebody, you don't know two songs. Yeah, exactly. But either way, if you want to say that you weren't influenced by Three Stacks, you were influenced by somebody who was influenced by Three Stacks, regardless. Absolutely. And so I think that's if, the and point. I, and I'm not even talking about Atlanta niggas. You like Kanye. Kanye was influenced by Three Stacks. His whole vibe of how he got big was Three Stacks. Um, there's a bunch of uh, niggas. Like, Future, Future used to be in the Dungeon family. So if you want to say that you were inspired by Future, Future was in that shit, too. Like, it's a bunch of niggas. Like, it'd be like Dungeon Family shit, that shit. Fucking T.I. Whatever, whoever you want to talk about. It's all outcast shit. Like, it's yeah. all outcast in some form. I, th- I think this is more indicative of, like, however he personally feels about Andre. And then he just... You know how, like, um, when people are upset, they just say shit, you know? Yeah. 
It, it definitely it from from what that sounded like at the end when he was like that Elton John's kiss my ass and then I have to kiss three stacks of asses. It comes up as a it comes it sounds like he gave you your ass to kiss when you asked for something from him or some something like that. In some point, it it sounds it sounds like that. Or you maybe you wanted more acknowledgement from him as like an, a rapper coming out of fucking Atlanta that doesn't sound like you know everybody else. But my whole yeah. thing my whole thing is the, to that is. The reason why Atlanta is like so exploratory with music and fashion, and why everything is like so open, where it's just like a South New Yorkish vibe, like a, a, a metropolitan shit like that, it's because all of those early rappers and a big chunk of that is three stacks. A big chunk. How you? Why you get to uh, get off? You wearing a dress and like skirts and all that shit. It's three stacks shit. Who was doing all that shit before three stacks? So like, what do you what do you really get from this? conversation or comment from young thug because it just feels out of place to me like it's, uh, it's there's definitely more to it than that i don't know any anything about that but that, I, I find it hard to believe that and anybody in hip-hop uh isn't that is not influenced by three stacks like i think if you listen to a bunch of people like tyler uh p uh a bunch of niggas like it just monumental niggas in the game fucking rocky and all them niggas and who have a bunch of influence I have all tell you that like yo I'm uh I'm I get inspired by three stacks like that's one of the persons that they always say that they are inspired by. I also want to note that in the in the docket, you wrote his name as Andre three hundred K. Whatever, I think I was writing that shit as I was talking as I was talking here. But yeah, three. I just don't, I just don't uh, get why niggas be on that type of vibe. Just it, we we know and you sound like it, so like you, there's no hiding that. Yeah, so I, I don't really, put I didn't really put too much into that. I think it was just That's like just the um, internet shit. yeah, they just picked up on it and they cracked the jokes and we'll just move on because. Yeah. Uh okay, so another thing that's spawning off of that fucking uh, last uh, Joe Budden fucking podcast episode was that they called Swiss, and they were talking about possible versus matchups that Swiss was already like you know in the works for. So the main one that came up first was the Cam versus Mace. One. Oh, battle of the pub. I mean, battle of niggas who like I th- I think I think they saw the success of what Gucci and Jeezy did, and it was like Ken versus Mace would just be that in New York. The difference is these uh, niggas still have very prominent beef. <laughs> is it to that extent though? Uh, I think Cam is the type of nigga that would definitely. But would they do it? I think I don't. If the money was right, I think Cam would do it. I don't know if Mace would do it. I don't think Mace would do it. Yeah, just I because think, I don't think Mace would do it. They're gonna play. He's gonna play his shit. That's not his. <laughs> I, think, I don't think. I don't think Mace would do it. But now taking all the uh, like energy away from it, and just like on paper, I think that's a great versus battle. I, I'm with you. I think Cam wins, but Mace got a lot of shit. I also think Cam wins, but I'm also in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there for all the shit that Mace wrote. I was there for a lot of shit that Mace wrote, but I was younger. I was there for Cam. I was I was like in not a teenager yet, but going into teens when Dipset and all that shit. Like when we dressed like Dipset. When I remember some Air Force Twos came out, and that's when the Dipset anthem record came out, and they had the video, and Cam had the Range, the pink Range Rover, and he was just wearing all pink. I specifically took gray laces out of my Air Force Ones and put pink laces on. Cause for for Cam and them, 
So like I I was there to to feel the impact of Cam Mace. I was there towards the end. Like I still love Mace records, but I was very young when Mace was. A, well, I just like, feel like uh, Cam's gonna have the biggest impact. Cam you. Cam is yeah. gonna be the most enthusi- enthusiastic out of those two too. He's also Cam gonna be the only one of the two that wants to shit. be there. Yeah. Um. Another 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 one that spawned from that was June Dipset. Um, look, so, right after G-Unit Dipset, you have Dipset versus the Locks. So, I, I'm going to combine okay. those two I'll, here. I'll, I'll, I, think June, I think G-Unit beats Dipset, but Dipset beats the Locks. Okay, I'll, I'll explain to you why I have both of those there. G-Unit and Dipset have, like, very yes. prominent beef. So, yes. the way that Swiss was talking about it on the phone was like, I mean, if you niggas can get that shit done for me... <laughs> I'll do it no problem because that's a good that's a good that's a good battle. That was one hundred percent. That's an amazing battle. battle. That's, a, that's uh, a, that will that's probably one, be one of the closest battles that we've had. Yeah, that's one where I gotta see more than twenty. That's the same thing Rory said, and I, I agree with both of you. That would definitely have to be like a thirty forty joint. Like a thirty five will be like a good medium for me. Where, where nah, we just, just right play now. the whole disco disco. Because the way the way they because oh, they also call Jim and the way that Jim broke down the their strategy would be if they were in a versus, which tells me that they're already preparing for some verses in their mind, um, is that they would do five Cam records, five Jewel's records, and five Jim records, and then five records of Dipset all together, which would definitely be Dipset, Dipset anthem. It would be uh, damn. What's the other joint? Dipset anthem. It would be it would be all the fucking records that we know from Dipset. So, like, if you're just putting five of Cam's major hits, five of Joel's major hits, and five of Jim's major hits, and then five Dipset biggest records, I think it's hard to beat Dipset. But then, but then you got 20, 50 hits. And yeah, then... <laughs> not even that. You have Banks shit. Well, it's gonna be yep. Banks and it's gonna be Banks and Fifty. But then you Free have records. Part, yeah. You have records where all the unit are together. Where it's like uh, smile. Like if you want to talk about like ma- major records, where it would be like smile. It would be like I want to get to know you with uh, with Joe. It, w- it would be a bunch of the Beck for Mercy. Um, uh, what Bro, a game! A bunch of shit. Fifty beats every individual member of Dipset one on one, and even yes. all of them to <laughs> even a f- just a fifty. Versus Dipset battle, I'm okay, not now calling. Now you talking it. crazy. <laughs> now you talking crazy, nigga. I don't think Fifty beats Dipset by itself. No, I I I agree, but I don't think that he's losing like crazy either. Oh, I agree with you there. Like it wouldn't be a landslide. So if you add um some G unit hits and Lloyd Banks definitely could win a few. Truthfully, well, well, I, 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 he can win a lot. Uh, ba- Banks is super underrated. It just depends on who is judging. Uh, but. If in, in that battle, I can see that it's going to be niggas closer to uh, 30 in there. Like 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35 is going to be that, that demographic of everybody that's in there. So I think that they know, they, they know enough about Lord Banks to be like, okay, no, Banks could pull out some fucking records. Because Banks has two very prominent platinum albums. I just texted my, my old um, co-worker from Adidas who's... Yeah. 35 and from New York. So, we'll get a we'll get an answer. So, so, you asked him who would win out of G and Dipset? Yeah. You should ask him and Cam and Mace, too. 
I, you know, he's got three kids, and one question a day is enough. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. He only going to have that time, especially if he's homeschooling yeah. them niggas. All right. He's going to look at his phone and be like, you, he, he took the time of your day to ask me this. Yeah. <laughs> Dipset versus the locks. I think this I, I got, is a lot more I, interesting than, than people would give it. I give it to Dipset, but... Um, I can I easily would, see a scenario where the locks win this. Easily? Yeah. Like I can, I don't I, know about I'm, I'm saying I can easily see a scenario where they win. I don't think they win easily, is what I'm saying. Oh. But uh, just just off how calculated Kiss was when he did when he uh, battled Fab. Imagine adding Styles P and Kiss to that versus Dipset, and she lose. Yeah, but I still think that the fucking formula that you laid out with the dips and shit, where it's five cam hits, five gym hits, and then the regular shit, I think that's like hard. I don't think that the locks matches up to that as well as G Unit does. Look, I'm gonna ask you the same question as Joe asked the whole crowd of everybody that's at the podcast. I'm not gonna ask you exactly what he asked them, but I don't think Dipset has a record that beats We're Gonna Make It. Okay, so that's one. But I'm saying that's already one. But then they, they have they have records as well. But I'm saying like, I think the, a lot of people will look at it as like you know Dipset is more impactful than the Locks, so that it, it may look like the lock the Locks were losing that. But I think it's the same shit with Fab and Jada, where it's just like, Fab is the nigga who has the biggest hits. But when Jada came in this motherfucker and played this is D Block, niggas was like, oh fuck whatever Fab talking about, we fucking with Jada. So it's yeah, kind of same thing. That was a different thing because I was like the street record versus and if I kept playing I, I, fucking I love songs and shit it's like two that. Street records versus street records. Uh, that would be a more entertaining battle. If, if we go into a street record B side battle, I think I see your point with the locks. I think. Um, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They they B sides is killing niggas A sides. <laughs> I think that Dipset still takes this, and I think they do I'll, it handily. I'll tell you, no, handily. Hell no. Okay, now we gotta give score. <laughs> give me a, give me a score out of Cam and Mace. What you got? Cam and Mace. Yeah, we're gonna go down the the whole thing. I, I give my um um when you're not trying to hurt somebody's feelings, but you definitely have a favor. I give it the twelve and eight. I was gonna give twelve and eight too. Uh, G Unit Dipset. <laughs> uh, thirteen seven. I think we're pretty in the, on the same page there. The Dipset and the Locks. This is where we're gonna different. Fourteen six. I'm going one up each time. I think the dip says smash is the locks. True. I got eleven nine locks. Eleven nine locks. Yeah, so like th- you th- got them just barely scrapped. Yeah, I got dip set running them out of here. I got the I got the I, I got the locks winning. It, it may just be because Jenkins is in my top five and I hold his music to a whole nother standard. But I really like Dipset a lot. I like the Dipset got the, the fucking Dipset got the whole swag shit. Like they have the whole uh, fashion shit like on lock. Like niggas still dress like Dipset. Dipset. Errors of Dipset now. The locks just have a a fucking place in my brain where ever time whenever there's something that like happens, especially older me, something happens and I just think of a fucking Jada line or a Styles P line. Like when when uh, Taxon always used to say that he he always used to remember before he got into any situation, he would always remember the Styles P line was like, yo, sit down, uh, cool down, put the ceiling fan on, like you know, like to like cool yourself down and then make your choices of how you're gonna go at things and maneuver things because you're gonna think about it from a more clear mind. It's the same shit that I have with Jada Kids where it's just like, 
if he's not around, uh, show his kids the, the loafs in the Gucci store and shit like that. Like, it's the same You ever um, try and follow one blade of the ceiling fan while it's on? No. Alright, never mind. We not we not cut from the same cloth. We're definitely not cut from the same cloth. I think we can I think we have an episode literally same experiences uh what is it? Same 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 whatever, so different experiences. Different experiences yeah. was the name of that the yeah. name of that episode. If you want to hear about the difference experience the same well, we had the same experiences, different outcomes. Uh, some shit like that. basically we, we we went through the same things and took different things out of it. Exactly. Uh but yeah, I I, I will tell you one thing. That dip set, the locks one, be definitely be the most entertaining one for sure. Because you got two niggas that's like Cam and Styles P, where it's like, they funny, but they more ready to get into some shit. And then you have niggas like Jadakiss. The, nah, and, they definitely the type to tell jokes and not laugh. Yeah. And then you have Jadakiss and Jim, where they're both two really funny-ass niggas, but them niggas would get busy if they wanted to. That's I, I, I'm still dying about that uh, that line. And then none of these are con- are confirmed because there's beef with all of them, right? Except maybe nah, the except the locks. locks. Except the yeah. locks. That's why. That's why. That's why I say that that one makes the most sense. Out of all those, which one would you like to see the most? I would like to see the locks and dipset though. G G unit dipset just because it's the beef. Not because of the beef, but it's the most like all encompassing of New York in an era. I'm telling you, if... Because if I get Cam versus Mace, and I'm like, alright, that's just two. But if I get all the G-Unit versus all the Dipset, I'm with that. The funny, the thing about me is, is like, I just want to be there for the, for the funny shit. And if, I know if Jim and fucking Jadakiss get in one room, that shit's going to be hilarious, nigga. Facts. That's also, a different level. I want to start a petition that, um... It was cool in the very early verses to watch like other celebrities and musicians comment. I don't want to see no. I don't want to see nobody with a check mark next to their name. Now. These niggas don't be saying no funny shit. Stupid whack. I need to see nothing but regular dudes who just who just got off work. I need to see their comments. The real people. The funniest shit. Not not these fucking uh, the these messages that make it seem Flex. like you're getting paid. To write something where it's just like, oh shit, it's getting tense in here. Like, no shit, dumbass <laughs> nigga. These niggas have real beef. What the, the fuck? Only person I'll ex- happy? The only person I'll excuse for that is Ray J because he was plugging the fuck out of them Raycon, Raycon? headphones. Hey, yeah. Raycon, I know y'all Yo. niggas be giving mad podcasters bread. I, let me get that bread. I'll give y'all some love. Come on. Yeah, I do need new headphones, Raycon. Come on, Ray J. They, there's a there's a lot of uh, prominent. Um, I think Mr. J. There, there's a lot of prominent <laughs> podcasters that have uh, that have Raycon um, plugs. Cause I, I think Ray J is kind of like the face of it, but I think the business that's done on the back end is actually really good. Cause I think he makes a bunch of money from that shit. No, it is a very good move. I think just putting Ray J with anything, cause I she feel like a um, scooty bike, nigga. I'm with it. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't got Ray shit else to do in Corona, nigga. I ride on the block and that shit. Ray J campaigns all of his, like, shit super hard. Like, yeah, I feel it, like he'll slip it, it into normal conversations. He's kind of like Khaled and, uh... He's kind of like Khaled and, and uh, Fat Joe for me. Like, Lion! Yeah, like, he's just gonna push. He's gonna push all his shit. Yo, we need a DJ Khaled update. Is he still eating egg whites and turkey sausage? I'm sure. I worry about him sometimes. My point, I was going to say something, but I'll, I'll say that for after the broadcast. Because I have Yo, some questions about that shit. Um, DJ Khaled and Xavier got the same diet. Let's, let's, Yo, it must have been a bad Thanksgiving for that nigga. You can't eat shit. Yo, um, I was killing him before, but like, it was, 
you can see it in somebody's face where like they not they like they were like haha, but <laughs> it really hurts. You mean them. every time you try to kill Xavier, and, and that's his face always, nigga. I, yeah, I just left him alone. Let him eat what he wanted. Oh uh, yeah, but um, we can we can um fast forward this to uh, Pharrell. Uh, he has a new nonprofit. It's called Black Ambition. So he has a, a nonprofit for ba- basically. He said that uh, from everything that stemmed that happened over the summer with you know the police killings um, of unarmed black men and stuff like that. He's trying to give a avenue for people who are in the fields of tech, design, uh, customer products, healthcare, and services. So he's basically trying to help people launch startups that are in that vicinity of um, those categories. So this should look pretty dope to me. Yeah, this is... um it's a good move and it falls in line like I know that this is what Pharrell wants to do you know yeah. he, he helped produce the Hidden Figures um, movie mm-hmm. and like it's just his way of like giving back and like trying to pay forward for the future I had nothing negative said from this I hope um, this is definitely the type of shit that I, I would apply for if I was in school still yeah it says the selected companies will receive a prize of one million dollars while nine other contenders will be given smaller funds and Black Ambition has gotten support from others Two, like, the Bridge Span group, a group, uh, I think it's Nego shit, and then Adidas, Chanel, and Virgil all have designed um, the Black Ambition logo. So I, I'm, I'm excited yeah, to see what that. Chanel and Adidas has done out of those three. <laughs> I think um, in his uh, when he posted about it, he only thanked Virgil for the design of the logo. I think Adidas and Chanel are going to put, like, some backing, some monetary backing behind this. Yeah, I'm with it. Which is, it just shows, like, um... You know, for us relationships, like Wait, if he yeah. works with you, they must trust him a lot to be able to like do something with him completely separate of like making a sneaker. Yeah. Um. To shout out that you saw a lot. I know you have it on here, but um, they turned the Beats One show into oh, their yeah, own no, podcast. Oh yeah, that's the thing I had on here. Yeah. So they turned the other tone podcast that they had on Apple Music into a podcast network. Network. Oh, it's and a network now. It's a network. Yeah, it's a podcast Yo, network. It's called s- Other Tone s- Media. Submit us, submit us. Submit us, nigga. Whoever giving us the biggest check is where the fuck I'm going, nigga. Uh, and giving me my fucking IP and a, a bunch of other shit that's going to be on the back end. Uh, don't think because we young, we don't know what the fuck we doing. I'm reading those contracts, even if it takes Ima- me 40 days to read that. Imagine me defending my IP for um fucking my dog barking. <laughs> yeah, but so... uh. The company is so basically. Basically, they just started a, a podcast network, but I don't think they have any other podcasts besides for us podcasts on there. I think he just decided to monetize it by himself rather than having it on Apple Music. Um, so I think they're gonna do an episode uh, in in five days, so the eighth, and then every every Monday after that, there's gonna be an episode every Monday. So I, I think we're gonna see um, a lot place. of. I think we're gonna see a lot of artists. Um, come on here because yes. there was a lot of artists that did like their Apple One radio shit yeah and um maybe did not see everything that it was deserved from what they were from the kind of plays they were getting yeah so I definitely see um I know fucking Vin Staples has Ramona radio on Beats One mm-hmm. I can see that over here the super inter- easily the, the internet got a shit over there too the, and then the one I know Earl had one called Stay Inside. I can see that over here super easily. Basically, anyone that was on Beats One, I I'm pretty sure even like, yeah, even like fucking Frank Ocean's radio shit might come over here too because 
It's Why pretty, not? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the for the podcast for the actual podcast, the Tone podcast, they're gonna have Eric Andreons and Daya Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. I want to see that Malcolm Gladwell one. Um, and that that's it. Like that's I don't know the other two people on there to be honest to know. But uh, yeah, uh, that shit was dope. Um, and Shut I just up. showed you how much money that podcast is making right now, and niggas are actually knowing to get away from. Think about it, cause. Pharrell left, Joe left, and they both started their own networks. Yeah, because it's the way to do it, to own it, and be like, okay, you control where the money goes, and you control the amount of money that comes in. I mean, before Spotify, look at Rogan. He already hates it. Yeah, but he went there for the bag, and he got the huge bag, so I can understand it 100%. Uh, Shout out to Pete. Uh, Did we talk about the ambush shit? No, we did not. Uh, Ambush Dunk got uh, Ambush has a collab with Nike. They got two dunks coming out, and they have a bunch of yeah. clothes coming out too. I think we talked about it when it was just rumored, but yeah, now it's got like the official it's release. Here. Uh, so shout out to Yoon. Um, they have a whole Lakers and Brooklyn Nets collection with with Nike because Nike does the jerseys for them, and they have two dunks coming out. It's all pink pair, and then uh, a black and white pair. I actually like the black and white pair a lot. Shout out to you and for deciding to be every model I mean, in the promo pic. Alright, man, just keep that in her Instagram comments and off the pod. <laughs> nigga, you never see me put on anybody's comments. Nah, that's just me. <laughs> like, yeah, but um, shout out to you, I was man. Like, like, this shit's dope. Damn, you, dr- you eating grapefruit for breakfast too? That's crazy. Y'all niggas eat grapefruit for breakfast? Um, On Instagram, yes. Okay. Uh, what else, what else we got on here? We got the new dime um holiday collection. This I'm stuff not, is actually pretty cool. That's why I put it on here. Uh, we haven't yeah. talked about diamond forever. Well, specifically you, cause you're the person that told me told me on a dime, and you were fucking with dime heavy for a while, and then you like stop fucking with them niggas. Um, their holiday 2020 shit is actually pretty dope. The, a lot of yeah, the, I'm I'm enjoying a lot of some of the like the, the the fleece work. I feel like fleece has come up like that material. I like a lot of their sweaters and shit. They had a hoodie that they posted on their Instagram the other day um, that was actually super dope. I don't know if it's on here, but I was thinking about copying it. I just don't know when Dime drops shit, because you know every streetwear brand has their own time when they drop. They be dropping on Fridays like at 1 p.m. or some shit also like, like that. Also like stussy shit then. Yeah. Basically. But th- their, shit, their shit was really dope too, and then I also sent you um, the homegrown brand, the uh, Andrew. Uh, That's me. Skate shop. People. Yeah, support the, Andrew. The Andrew Skate Shop dropped their new. I think it's a holiday collection as well, right? Yeah. Is there? They're calling yeah, it so, a capsule. Yeah, it's their capsule for the December fourth. They have a few hoodies coming out with the uh, collegiate font on it, and then they have some shirts. I, I like a lot of their shit though. They they shit is like. It's it's I like I like like the beginning of brand sometimes or just like you know it's just like in its essence and like you know they're not making a crazy amount of money so they don't have to no yeah like be something that they're not and it's, it's they're actually making a bunch of dope shit yeah and I still like about them is that like they're really still like a skate shop That's they what I stock mean. a lot of other brands and um other shit in their store and on their yeah. website so shout out Andrew I fuck I love Andrew. I don't love Andrew, but I love me, so there's that. All right, now we can end this off with the end of the year playlist. You use Spotify, don't you? Yeah. So our thing's going to be I a little... It. Yeah, it's going to be a little different. You don't like Spotify? No, no, I hate my playlist. Like, the okay. songs it chose for, like, my year-end wrap-up, like, the shit that I stream the most, 
Dude. I wouldn't ever go into my phone, search those songs, and hit play. I wouldn't guess that these are my I, my my top listen to artists. I would guess one hundred percent. My top listen to records and albums. I would not guess. So who who do you want to start off first, me or you? Uh, I don't want to. Don't make me guess, man. Just do it. Just give me All a right. list. One. What are we doing? One to ten. One to ten or one to five. Oh, well, Spotify only does one to five, so do one to five. Apple Music does one to like fucking forty if you want. Um, <laughs> for artists? I, yeah, for no, for right or records. Oh well, I have records, and then I have artists. Yeah, so well. I have the same thing. So let's do records first. How much records do they give you? I have like five hours worth of music. All it's right. a lot of fucking records. So my number one listen to uh, record of the year. Was Doomsday, MF Doom. I don't believe it. Next two, uh, that was the 30 place. The next two, I would have never guessed were in my, the next two and then my number seven, I would never guess that would be in my top, but apparently I played them a lot. And I can see during the corona why it was played so much now that I just talked about it. So we have two Romero Santos songs. Is one is the one with Drake and the other one is the, I don't I don't remember what which one that is. It just says the, the, the fucking title of oh, the album on that one. You was fucking this year then. Number huh? four was The <laughs> Internet <laughs> Partners in Crime Part 2. I love that record, so I can under- nah, I completely that's a good understand record. why it's on there. Uh, number five was Rap Snitches, uh, Rap Snitch Conditions with MF Doom. Um, I'll go this to ten. A, this is a sick top five. Yeah, I'll go to ten. I'll go to ten. Number six was Comfortable with Her. Number seven was another Romeo Santos record. Uh, Edis mm. Mia, right? So you you was definitely getting comfortable with her. The, uh, the number eight record was Dom Kennedy, When I Come Around. I know that record. I play a lot. Number nine was Hove, Come and Get Me. And number ten was a Billion, uh, My Cherry. Uh, that That's a, a person that raps with... Um, well, he's a singer from the GS9 uh, fucking label. So, sounds like a gang. GS9 is Bobby Schmurter and them shit. Oh, shit. Shut up. Yeah, so he, he was a singer. I take it that. back. So, oh, my, it's my over. point is from that is like, okay, let me see, let me see something. So that that was twenty plays, right? That was, I played those records twenty times. For, but for nineteen, it, it goes like for like twenty. So you have the Aaron Ray scheming record, the Katrinata Chances record, the Lloyd Banks Help Me, um, Kanye Champion, Jim Jones Nothing Lasts Forever, uh, Fabulous Money Money Holes and uh, Money Goes and Honey Stay. West Side Gun, Buffs, uh, Buffs versus Wires. I thought that record was gonna be so much higher than where you play that, that song is way at. more. I love that record, nigga. Benny smoked that shit, but that—that's what I'll stop it at. A, a lot of those plays were all similar. Like those were all twenty plays. Give me your one through ten, I guess. If they got ten, if not five. Of records, all yeah, right, the records. Boom. First record. It's definitely gonna MT- be like Mike or something. Nah, it's Earl. Okay. With M-Tom. It's the Alchemist record. Yeah. Then I got two Shake songs, Guilty Conscience and The Pine. I'm so surprised that shit's not on there for the amount of times that we played that shit together in the car. Yeah. I fucking... I really do really like that record. Yeah. That album. Then I got the King Cruel, Alone Omen 3. You remember really early on in this uh this year where I was like, damn, we're on track to have one good album a month. Yeah. The King Cruel one was one of them and I haven't listened to it since, so there's that. <laughs> so all those spins were at the beginning of the year. My top, my fifth song is Ghost of Soldier Slim, the J like track. That's that's ironic, but yeah. That's the best song on the album, so. Yeah, then, then, then finally comes Mike, his song, we're all, all star. Number six, for some reason, 
I think your brother hacked me because it's his song. <laughs> then uh, we got more King Cruel, more Earthwatcher, more Mike. And then the Childish Gambino song from the album he dropped this year. Oh, this. That's an album that I, that I went back to a lot and I didn't... I'm Look, I'm surprised that this these albums weren't on there. The Childish Gambino album, I'm surprised that that fucking uh, Brent Fires album was not more heavily yeah, in my playlist. Yeah, I'm surprised like, the, the Chopped and Screwed version isn't even... like I don't even think one of them makes it onto my top 500. Yeah, like list? Like, no, no, no. The songs? No. Uh, give me your top... Whatever, how much they give you for artists of played? Artists? They top five? Yeah, they give me top five. Yeah, all right, give me that. Hold on, I got it. Does it tell you this. the amount of hours that you listen to the artist as well? Nah. It's, I got, um... Apple Music does, but give me it. I give, like, it gives me the amount of total minutes listened to music, period. Okay. Which, I, it came out to 730 hours. I listen to way more than you. Just, just off of artists, yeah. I've listened to more than But it, it doesn't count podcasts, though. Alright. So, my top artists are Mike, Knowledge, Earl, Me Without You, and King Cruel. I don't know how Knowledge got in here. I think that there's been one too many freestyle sessions in my car. I, I thought I, I thought you I thought when you said Knowledge, it was Logic. I was about to say, well, how is that? Yo, I'm about to neuter my dog. Hold on. Alright. BRB. This yeah, man but, thinks I'd be listening to Logic. Yeah, uh, that's I always get Logic and, and uh, Knowledge confused. All right, I'm going to give you, since you gave me five, I'll give you my top five. But this shows me way more than five. So And it tells me how much I listen to each artist. So we'll start off with number one, and it's always number one on my top artists is played. Hove at 77 hours. Uh, um, Drake at 23, 28 hours. Kanye, Look at the difference. Kanye with the same 28 that's the thing about mine. I have Hove, and then I listen to every other artist for like 20, 20 hours, right? So then I have Drake at 28, Kanye at 28, Gibbs at 20, Ross at 20, Nas at 20, Wale at 17, I got Mad Lib at 17, I got Tyler at 17, I got Fab at 17. And then you can keep going to Aventura, Eric Badu, Eric Badu, The Internet, Jadakiss, Alchemist, all at 17 as well. I don't think that it, my shit fully tracks all the music I listen to. <laughs> I think that should be picking and choosing. I was definitely confused. Because there's no way. I, got. I definitely was yeah. confused. I don't like, agree with this at all. Give me a top. Does it give you your albums? The, the most albums you listen to? No. Alright, so I'll give you mine. I'll just do... Oh, because it gives me 10. I'll do all my top 10. So my first album that I listen to the most this year, and this makes complete sense to me because this is the short album and I enjoy this album a lot, was The Dinner Party with Terrence Martin, Robert Glasper, um, Kareem, and all them. And uh, Knife Wonder. And then, yeah, that's a good project, though. Number two, I was really surprised that I played this album so much, but I forgot that I did. Before the corona, I did travel a lot, so I know why this album was played a lot. The Bad Bunny, the YHLQMDLG one, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was definitely fucking this year. Number three was... <laughs> number three made sense. Number three, number three, four, and five made complete sense to me. Number three was Fly God is Awesome, West Side Gun. Uh, that makes sense. Number four was the um, 070 Shake, right? Yeah. Um, number five was uh, Burden of Proof, Benny the Butcher, which was which is very telling because the album just came out. Yeah, um, you must have just given that a ton of spins. A bunch of spins. It says I played that album 39 times. Jesus, bro. It said I played the Dinner Party album 54, Bad Bunny 54, so they tied. Westside Guns 41, Shakes uh, 40 plays, Benny the Butcher 39. Brent Fires uh, was 34 plays. And mind you, I had just 
recently listened to that album. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you got 34 plays of Brent, how the fuck isn't he in your top? But he's in my top like, six. Artists. That's what I'm okay, saying. Right. I don't get how that makes how that doesn't make sense. Number seven was the Robert Glasper, the photograph album that they had. I listened to that soundtrack a lot because I like that soundtrack. Do you watch the movie? Yeah, I didn't like that. We talked about <laughs> it on here. He was definitely fucking this year. Eight, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist <laughs> uh, for Alfredo. Number nine was Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars. And number 10 was uh, D'Angelo's Live at the Jazz Cafe in uh, in London. Um, it's a live album that I really fucking enjoy a lot. That album was really fucking dope. You think it'd be worse if it wasn't in London? Like, if they did that shit in Belgium, you would like it as much? <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think where it was has anything to do with it. It's just, I'm, it's one of the really well-produced live albums, and I enjoy live albums a lot. I like, I like the sound of live, live albums. I like to listen to that shit. But as your dog walks around, I think that was the last shit that we had to talk about today. Uh, that I'll talk season 12, episode 6. Facts. Thanks for listening. Shout out Pharrell. Shout, oh, shout out. Shout out to everybody who has been sending me their screenshots on Spotify and on Apple Music for the top podcast that we were in a lot of people's top five. Yo, were you? Were we in your own top five? Uh, it should be. It should definitely should be. Uh, but both <laughs> of my podcasts was in a lot of niggas top five. So shout out to everybody who been listening to the pod. You know what's crazy? Your basketball podcast was in my top five, but. This one wasn't. Well, yeah, because we listen to our own fucking uh, our own oh, podcast. Shit. That would be some super narcissistic shit to do. Um, I, I listen to it, but only your voice. <laughs> All right. That talks season 12, episode 6. Peace. We out. Stick it. And Harry. And Harry. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Word up. Word up. Yo Nas. Yo Nas. Where you represent? Where you represent? Queensbridge. Basketball season. The commissioner. Living a life, just living a life. Splitting Phillies, sipping on Bailey's with three Israelis. We willies, the field pack millies, cause we a Philly. With thug shit throughout the city. C3 just off the drug tip, it's something pretty. My niggas frontin' with me, faces with buck fifties. I stick you for trying to stick me. Your gas don't bust, the crab you trust, the fuck around the bash you dust. Have you all point, then blast you up. Leaking like Henny through plastic cups. Generals in the cut, nigga what? Now my runners and hummer trucks do something up. Getting number off the hen exorbit me. Dealing with life accordingly. Something's telling me there's more to see. If I a forecast of seeing the past, I bring the cash, cause then I know the answers to the questions we have, having to deal with the lessons of math, who's trying to get me, predict my next move, but trying to stick me, let's talk money and guns, customized five eyes, looking nine eyes, homicide cases and drive-bys, with Popeyes, they got chop-chop, Giuliani just a stop clock, a white rock, a promo stop, legends of the ghetto, and some alive and some departed, only if they can see just what they started, the little ones nickel and diamond, into shining, missing the jewels and all the bulls that are getting rich, they declining, now I've been lucky to see the light get right Many before me slipped out the game If there was a street hall of fame Under slugs and drugs would be your name Right next to Gotti in a gold frame Now let's toast to all the benches All the dogs with bad senses Going through customs only inches Away from interrogation Passing live for the meditation All my life cheddar chasing Living a life, what? Just living a life, living it up We live it up, just living a life And I'm still just living it up Living a life